the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids, but is destroying and damaging our culture. Based on faulty premises. How did this happen? And I just think it's, again, it's a part of the decline of all things that were once rather sacred. But we ha- we are having our young people absolutely indoctrinated in both public education and higher education. Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction. God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible and you might not see green for many years. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to check out our daily commentaries at 1020 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday, right here on the Word Columbus. They're four minutes long. And don't forget also to read my articles on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at LifeSiteNews.com, on WND.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out all of our articles where we talk about the virus shutdown and what families can do and be watchful for. And check all those articles out right on our website at missionamerica.com. And we're going to talk more about that specific issue today as we cover more about what parents and all of us should be watchful about. But first, I just want to say that I hope you had a wonderful Easter celebrating the resurrection of our wonderful Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and all that he's done for us. And I know most of you, probably like me, did not go to an actual church building this year, but that's okay. We are still worshiping, even if we did it online. And for a few weeks, this is not going to hurt anything, folks. And caution is the better part of being compassionate here for our families, for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, for our pastors and our church staff. We need to be protective of all these folks and be very careful. But maybe we are turning a corner and business 
businesses and churches can reopen soon, at least in many parts of Ohio and the nation. I think there is some wisdom in going ahead soon and doing this carefully, but schools will probably be closed for perhaps the whole rest of the school year. But anyway, they're going to be closed for a number of weeks here. And parents who have suddenly become homeschoolers are trying to figure out the new normal. We have some information on our website with more about all this, including uh, some of what I'm going to talk about today. We have a more detailed article about it. But while we're thinking about some innovative and lovely things we can do with kids that we don't often get to do if they're off at school, especially for the public school families, there's a lot here to take advantage of. But first of all, before I talk about some of the things that we need to watch for as our kids are online more, let's just talk about in general what we can expect now. If you've been listening to this program, you are very concerned about what the social liberals, the pro-abortion and pro-LGBT crowd want to do to America, and we have to continue to keep our eyes open because they have a favorite phrase, never let a good crisis go to waste. And for them, it often means new government funding opportunities and ways to connect with people that they often aren't able to do while everyone is watching or passing bills and laws that we only later have time to sort through. So we all need to be on our guard about some of these things. The usual suspects will try to rip off America while we're not looking. And this really resonated with me first when I read recently, did you see this? About the frankly bigoted and horrible response received by Franklin Graham's organization, Samaritan's Purse, and how they were greeted by New York City, or so many in New York City, not everyone, but some of the voices in New York City, the mayor, some of the state lawmakers, and others, when they voluntarily built field hospitals in Central Park to help with the overflow of virus patients. They got such petty and hostile objections because guess who complained? Those who were worried that they would turn away homosexuals and transgender people, those who identify as such, which they would never do. These hospitals were built to take care of anyone who needs care. They would never do that. Just because you object to some of those behaviors being legitimized in our culture on a policy basis or on a theological basis never excludes giving care to people when they need it. That is a core Christian doctrine, and it's frankly ignorance about the heart of Christianity that brings this out, or this is deliberate mischaracterization, which is going on a lot these days, of Christians and our motives. It's just one more symptom of what is wrong, frankly, and has been with New York City and some of their values and the voices that prevail there. Now, I want to be careful to not be misinterpreted. I am not saying they deserve what's happening. What's happening to them, frankly, is because they're all packed in there together. I don't discount how the Lord can bring judgment on any people at any time. But we were cautioned by Jesus himself to not make quick snap judgments about the how or where and who 
are being punished by accidents or misfortune. We need to be careful to not do that and understand that we leave that to the Lord who is so gracious and merciful to all of us way more than any of us deserve anyway. So I was thinking about, though, all these uncalled for complaints and thinking, okay, what contributions are America's homosexual activists making out of the goodness of their hearts? Well, let's just compare apples to apples, maybe. Where can we find that Christians have complained about them as they sacrifice their time, talent, and treasure to lend a hand to anyone who who may need it? Even Christians, any suffering American who shows up at the vast array of LGBTQ volunteer clinics. Well, I'm scratching my head trying to figure out if any of those exist. Now, I'm sure that individual good charitable works, even by those who identify with these very sinful lifestyles, I'm sure that many of those are going on in places in America. However, their main organizations don't seem to be running out and helping. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The self-interested human rights campaign, the largest homosexual group in the country, is now morphing into the latest whining entitlement group ready to take advantage of the crisis. The HRC sent out a recent e-newsletter, and they were lamenting about the supposedly marginalized LGBTQ, quote-unquote, communities' limited access to health insurance. And of course, it's everyone else's responsibility, including the Trump administration, the federal government, and so on, to provide for these self-disadvantaged perennial victims. That's how I think of them, because no one has to be involved in these lifestyles. Not that we shouldn't be compassionate to people where they are at any given moment, but for the big spokesman of this movement, and the human rights campaign, by the way, has millions of dollars and very well paid, at least before the current crisis and shutdown, very well paid executives. They're speaking out, and where is their massive movement to show a helping charitable hand. We're not seeing much in the way of that at all. Never mind that these are chosen high-risk lifestyles. No, they're saying, oh no, we're we're at higher risk and 37% of LGBTQ Americans smoke every day compared to 27% of mainstream America. So therefore, this part of this e-newsletter that they sent out, therefore, we're at higher risk. You owe us. You have to open up the Obamacare exchanges again, uh, President Trump, and let's petition him and put pressure on him because he's not thinking about anything else right now, of course, and get these bureaucratic, low-coverage, high-priced health exchanges back fully operational. Again, they're just being part of the voices on the left using this crisis to try to get big government entitlements and get government funding, and all under the newly defined entitlement group, homosexuals and transgenders, LGBTQ people, as if they are born that way. And of course, we know that is not true. So watch for the big relief bill that was recently passed and ones that may be coming up to start covering gay entitlements. As these radicals never let a crisis go to waste, they are constantly, their organizations, 
constantly presenting their endless stream of demands without offering much in the way of help and a helping hand to other people, certainly not those who might disagree with them, like Samaritan's Purse is doing unconditionally. And frankly, the public face that they are presenting shows that they seldom think of anyone but themselves. And that is really sad, and it's certainly not Christian. While the virus shutdown settles in for a few weeks here, parents, however, and I want to talk to parents right now, must also watch what is being put out there and how some of these sexual radicals will take advantage of the situation and the new contacts they can make with children. You've got seven additional hours with your children at home each day and The good news, however, in the social distancing is that drag queens are not going to be at public libraries anytime soon, we hope. The bad news is that some of them are pitching their services and performances as online sessions of education and entertainment as they read to vulnerable children whose parents may not be paying attention or who some parents are foolish enough to actually let their children do this and put their young children in front of computers to let them participate in such a session. That is such incredibly bad judgment, but I know there are parents who will be doing that. Also, one of the good news, and I've mentioned this on a a recent commentary as well, about the public schools being closed, is that the April Day of Silence, April 24th, is being observed online this year. So we'll have one less pro-homosexual indoctrination and propaganda day in our public schools. The bad news is that GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, is reaching out to teachers, to these kids who are involved in these gay-straight alliances, or they're sometimes called Genders and Sexualities Alliances, GSAs. That's the new name that really emphasizes a lot of what they're emphasizing these days, that is the gender confusion, propaganda, and misinformation that they are tragically putting out there for our kids. So they're going to have this virtual uh, day of silence on April 24th. So They believe that that plus having meetings online with these GSAs constitutes support for these terribly confused kids. And it's too bad because what we could have wished for is that that could have all been suspended for a few months and these kids might actually learn the truth or rethink their affiliations or interest in all of that. Be alert to any connection that your middle or high schooler makes on the internet or in social media to GLSEN or any of its affiliated activists. This is a child corruption group based in New York City, uh, ironically enough. I don't know what kind of situation these folks are facing. We need to pray for them, regardless of our disagreement with them, that they are not harmed during the virus. But while they are active, they are very misguided and they are filling young minds and hearts with immoral and ungodly misinformation. They're openly hostile to Christian doctrine and Christian morality, and their 
goal is to propel our kids down these tragically sinful and unhealthy high-risk roads and behaviors that none of them ever need to be involved with in the first place. And so we need to watch for any kids and their interest in that. The Human Rights Campaign, again, is also in the child endangerment business. Like GLSEN, they have a program called Welcoming Schools. It's a grade school. I would call it a curriculum, but it's not exactly a curriculum. It's a group of lessons and programs to indoctrinate little kids into acceptance of gender change, quote unquote, in themselves or the adults around them. Make sure your kids stay far away from what I'm calling lollipop deviance of this kind. We are going to continue talking about some of the things that parents need to watch out for, both on a a national level and here in Ohio. When we come back on Mission America Radio, stay tuned. This is Linda Harvey. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today about what we all need to be watching out for from the usual suspects, the pro-homosexual, pro-gender confusion, and pro-abortion crowd during the virus shutdown, and especially for parents with kids at home, and more of them middle and high schoolers especially, but even the late elementary schoolers online. Well, these folks, the sexual radicals, are making special efforts to pitch new things and new contacts with your kids online. And I'm not talking about necessarily predators. We always have to watch out for that. These are official, quote unquote, organizations and groups. And some of them will be one step away from what your children are required to learn as part of a school lesson. For instance, the added privacy of the home environment allows the worst case scenario of any so-called comprehensive sex education, CSE lessons. Now, people should be opting their kids out of these anyway. And the good news is that parents can do that now much more easily and look into what these obscene, explicit sex education lessons offer to kids. But privacy for your kids with these triple X rated lessons is a worst case scenario because a teen who has CSE lessons online about, and I'm sorry to say this folks, but this is what they're all about, homosexuality, gender confusion, accepting all of that, and oral and anal sex as a normal and manageable part of teen relationships. So the teen that is taught this online, instead of the very intimidating atmosphere of a classroom of about 30 other students, has then more opportunity to turn right around and follow up from any curiosity 
that he or she may have gotten, and then check out websites which will have graphic, triple X rated, misleading information about all of this. And unless parents assure that these harmful lessons are bypassed, the risk of your child's corruption just goes up during the virus confinement. There may be some good news here, again, as I said, that the parent who may already have red flags about these sex education lessons now has time to check it out. And then when the steam stops coming out of your ears, just file this away for something that you take up with the school the next time you have an opportunity. The virus shut down won't hinder sexual radicals, though, who've never cared about child safety anyway. And some of these are well-funded groups. There's one called, in, in Northeast Ohio, it's called 216s. And 216, of course, is the main area code for Northeast Ohio. And one very diligent mom who's affiliated with our friends at Ohio Value Voters, and they're based in Northeast Ohio as well, she discovered that this website, 2116s, which is run by the Cuyahoga County Board of Health, it's also funded under the U.S. Department of HHS and one of their adolescent health sexuality holdover over grants from the Obama years, they, um, and they also promote, of course, the obscene CSE lessons, comprehensive sex education, they urged students in a tweet on March 17th to make sure for the shutdown that they have a supply, that teenagers have a supply of birth control, emergency contraception, and condoms on hand. And they made no mention of social distancing or anything that regards genuine safety. Of course, these are endangering behaviors in and of themselves. This post, as I am recording this right now, it's still up on Twitter and Instagram. They did this even though Cuyahoga County and the Cleveland area has the highest rate of COVID-19 cases in Ohio. So the other thing that needs to be watched for is that online social media and pornography will be a temptation for many students at home. And you have groups out there. Again, this is where kids are getting this. These aren't the sneaky dark web predators. These are supposedly, I don't respect them, but some people consider these respectable outlets like Teen Vogue. These people have a long history of corrupting articles and messages. But Teen Vogue is actually encouraging young teens to send pornographic pictures to each other, so-called sexting, during the coronavirus shutdown because of social distancing. This is illegal. These are minor children that they're pitching this to. It's absolutely insane. There is, however, some good news with the social distancing and the elimination of elective surgeries. You know, there were some parents that have been, and I know quite a few of them, and I've had some on my show, as you will remember in the past, who are grieving over a child who is a later teen or a young adult who is gender confused and may have made the decision to go ahead and amputate healthy body parts or try to build and reconstruct new ones in the vain hope of changing genders, which you can never do. And this mutilates your body and brings in a whole host of lifelong health 
complications, but people are doing it. Well, the good news is that with elective surgeries being canceled, these are all on hold for now. And so often what these people need, these young people need, is time. They need to space themselves out from their impulse to go ahead and do this and have some time to think. And in many, many cases, once they have time to think, stop and think about how they're going to harm their bodies permanently, they don't do it. And that's the good news. The bad news, of course, is that even though the elective surgeries are on hold, the off-label prescriptions for puberty blockers to stop the natural progression of puberty, puberty is not a disease, but that's how the sexual radicals are treating this and they're persuading our young kids that they should go ahead and stop the natural progress of their body toward puberty. And also the opposite sex hormone medications, they are also still available, unfortunately. Those can do a tremendous amount of damage to a young person's body as well. One group called Advocates for Youth, which proudly pitches teen sexual activity in every direction, will offer comprehensive sex education materials online. They are urging teachers to contact their students and get them lined up to have these sessions online. They're they're having some video uh, sessions where they will be training kids to become sexual rights advocates during the time they're at home. Again, the privacy is a problem. One of the things that is a mitigating factor, we're all talking about mitigation now, for the extremes of child corruption is the classroom and the presence of other kids. When you have the online situation, you have much more chance of children being deeply corrupted quickly. This is all that we have time for today. Keep the faith and remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Thank you.